What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from markers and pens to 2019 desk calendars. And right now, a 12-pack of Sharpie markers and an 8-pack of Expo dry erase markers are only $4.99 each. At Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Ends one nineteen nineteen in store only. Well, welcome. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Business Q&A. This is utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station, and I'm your host, Peter Lamont. Today we've got a very great question. It's very seasonal, okay? It deals with in-office Halloween parties, okay? And the question is a great one because it extends beyond office parties There are so many businesses out there, retail establishments, um, you know, offices, warehouses, shipping places, all these different businesses that are willing and excited about, I guess, Halloween and they they have parties and they're willing to put put together a party for their employees or they're willing to let them have, um, you know, a, a costume party. And this might sound silly to some, but... You know, it's Halloween, and some adults still love Halloween the way that they did when they were kids. And, you know, you can see it on on Halloween in the days leading up to it. You know, people dressed in costumes, and oftentimes you'll have a business that feels that it would be fun. Fun to have a costume party. Fun to have some Halloween-related event. Or they are encouraging or even requiring their employees to dress up for a particular sales event and they want them in costume. So the question today is what should we be aware of and look out for with respect to Halloween costume parties in business? All right, the great question. So first, let's look at those businesses that might require their employees to wear costumes for a particular sale or promotion. And one that jumps out in my mind is one that I saw recently, and it was at the Yankee Candle store. So they had a Yankee Candle promotion. It was for some of their new uh, seasonal candles, their scents, and they had a whole thing where they had like, um, you know, the Halloween scents, the Halloween candles and the the little candle burners and all that stuff. And it was all obviously Halloween-themed. And in fact, they had a little table set up with candy corn and cookies, and they were trying to bring people into the store, and they were all dressed up in costume. And they were primarily uh, women in the store, and most of them, I'd say three out of the four, were dressed in witches' costumes. And um, the other one was dressed up as some sort of zombie. Now, I looked at them and actually had a conversation with one of the women. And I asked her how she felt about wearing the costume and whether or not there were any restrictions or directions placed on her concerning the costume. And she was very nice and very open with me. And she said that she did not enjoy wearing the costume because she didn't feel comfortable in it. However... 
They did give her some guidelines at the store. The manager said, nothing that's too sexy, nothing that's too revealing. Remember that you're going to be dressing for the general public, which includes children. And so it's got to be something that's not horrifying. It's not grotesque. It's not sexy. It's just a, you know, a fun costume, which is why they chose witches costumes. And it was basically um, a black witch's cape and outfit, uh, some some high striped socks like the witch that got hit by the house, the Wizard of Oz, and and then a witch's hat. And then the zombie woman had clothes that were ripped and and you know torn and then some gray and green makeup on but it was not it wasn't the walking dead okay it wasn't something that i'd look at and think oh my god her jawbone is going to just fall off her face in a second she just looked like she had some makeup on and it was fun and sort of a very gentle zombie if you will and that is a good example of how you require your employees to wear costumes. There were guidelines put in place about what you could and could not do. I would imagine that the manager supervised to see whether or not they were in fact complying with the policy because that would be a problem if there's a policy and nobody checks to see if the employees are complying with it. Um, But even though the employee that I spoke to was not super happy about being dressed up like a witch, she understood it. And it wasn't offensive to her. It wasn't offensive to the general public. So that was a job well done. Now, conversely, I went into a costume store um, the, uh, the next day. And it's one of these big chains that pop up at, at Halloween time. And there was a, a, a girl. She was probably around 22, 23 years old. And she was wearing a costume that was supposed to be like a vampire French maid. Well, this costume was so small, so short, so revealing, it was totally inappropriate. And, you know, who comes into a Halloween store? Well, you've got everybody. You've got adults. You've got maybe senior citizens coming in with the grandchildren. You've got kids. You've got people of all walks of life that you are making a statement in front of. And that statement was, I, I like to reveal just about everything that I have. And it was totally, totally inappropriate. And, you know, as a matter of fact, there was actually a family. Um, it was kind of funny because it was like it was like a like, like a comedy thing, like a, a, a cartoon skit the man was walking in with his wife and kid and it was like doing a double take and the wife's like, you know, stop looking at her. It was just kind of funny. But that is not what you want to do. I don't care that you're a Halloween store or a costume store. You don't have or allow employees to look the way that this person did. If this girl had bent over, you would have been able to see just about everything she owned. That's not appropriate. That's not something that you should do. Well, why, you ask me? I'm going to tell you why. So for two reasons. First of all, it's offensive to some people that might come into the store, right? They don't want to see that. Maybe some people do, but, you know, err on the side of caution because most people, believe it or not, do not. The other thing is within your own sales team, within your own employee base, not every employee is going to think that her sexy, short, French-made vampire costume 
is appealing. They could be very offended by it. Another woman could be offended by it. And believe it or not, and you're going to say, whoa, what is this guy smoking? A man could be offended by it too. I'll tell you, I'm a man. And when I walked in with my wife and my kids, I looked at her and I thought, whoa, I don't want my kids looking at you because you're nearly naked and it's just not right. And it makes you actually feel uncomfortable and kind of uncomfortable for that person as well. So that would be an example of what not to do when forcing or requiring, forcing is probably not the right word, but requiring your employees to wear a costume, okay? Because everybody in that store was required to wear a costume. I confirmed that with somebody else who was working there. So that's one end of the spectrum where you require your employees to wear costumes. Now let's jump over to the other side, which is you want to have a festive Halloween party. All right. You want to be Katrina Van Tassel's father. You want to have a big hoedown and get your 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 staff all excited and working together and, you know, bringing some life into the office or your warehouse or your showroom or wherever it is. And you're going to have a Halloween party. Well, what should you do as an employer? I'll tell you what you should do. You should do exactly what the candle store did with its employees who required them to dress up. It was mandatory. You need to have a policy. If you're going to have a party, you need to have a policy that goes with that party that lays out the rules. You also need to allow for people that don't want to get dressed up. Look, if you're in a retail establishment, you're selling Halloween costumes or candles and things that are... are, are Uh, products that correspond with the season and you want to require your employees to dress up, that's one thing that's permissible. And, you know, if if an employee had a problem with it and they didn't give you a good reason why, you could probably fire them for it. When you're in an office setting and you're going to have a party, you cannot force everyone to participate in that party. Um, You also cannot force people to wear costumes. If they don't want to, they don't have to. You can't force them. It's not part of their job. And you know, doing so, forcing them to do so, is going to create problems for you. So you need to make sure that the uh, use of, of a costume is A, something that's non-mandatory, something that is by choice. They want to do it. But then you need to lay out the guidelines. What can they wear? What can't they wear? You know, you should hopefully be dealing with people that are mature and responsible enough to understand that sexy, um, gory, you know, these type words, that that, that there's an idea of what that might mean. I have worked with companies that had parties because they thought it was a great morale booster, but they went so far as to provide visual examples in the form of a newsletter or on an email, of what they considered to be too sexy um, or too gory. And, you know, while I don't think that's necessary, I do think that there needs to be a policy in place that you actually enforce and that you don't let people get away with if somebody comes dressed up as a, um, a zombie with blood, every, fake blood, of course, everywhere, and you know, a fake eyeball, and you think it's too gory or disgusting, you need to say, look, this is what we talked about. You shouldn't have worn that, 
So you've got to take it off. And if they don't like it, that's too bad. That's unfortunately the risk you run by having a party. I I love the idea of a party. Okay. I love the idea of giving some time, some downtime to your employees, to your staff, and letting them kind of have a little bit of fun. But this is, you know what? I'll give you an example of things not to do. Watch The Office. Remember that show with Steve Carell? And watch their Christmas episodes. And everything they do, that's what you don't do. Do you remember when Michael wanted everybody to sit on his lap when he was Santa? I mean, things like that. And obviously, I'm being I'm being funny uh, or trying to be. Um, but understand that those are the sorts of things that get you in, get you in trouble. Those sorts of comments and activities that you saw depicted in the office, while humorous, they're actually things that people do. Where do you think it all comes from? You know, all humor seems to come from uh, reality at some point. So make sure that if you're going to have a party, that you have guidelines and that you tell people what they can and cannot do, and then you must enforce them. You know, it's also a very good idea to have a very brief meeting before, and I'm not talking about the day before, but maybe a couple days or a week before the party, and explain to your employees what you expect of them, okay? Another thing that you should mention, if you're not going to be having alcohol at the party, make sure that you make your staff aware that this is not a party that they should come to drunk, that they shouldn't be bringing, you know, uh, liquor with them, that this is a, a fun party. When you don't let people know, sometimes people just don't think, and other times they think they can get away with things. So you need to protect yourself by having a policy, a meeting, enforcing the policy, having a discussion with your employees and letting them know what you expect of them. And if you do all that, you could really have a great time, a great party. You could make it a lot of fun. You could really ignite the morale in your office, and you could walk away from that saying, wow, this was great. We're going to do it again next year. Or conversely, if you don't do what I'm suggesting that you do, you could end up in a situation where somebody is suing you for sexual harassment. There's a problem somewhere else. You've, you know, offended somebody in the office and now they want to quit you want to stay away from those things you don't want to get into that type of situation so i think it's a good idea to uh to to take a second and if you decide to have a party figure out what the policy should be what's acceptable what's unacceptable uh both in what they should wear how they should act what they should drink what they should eat that sort of thing and make sure that your staff is aware of it. Distribute it, pass it out through email, through you know handouts, and it's even a great idea to have a very quick you know, meeting and let everybody know what you expect of them at your Halloween party. That's going to do it. I hope that if you do have a Halloween party, that you have a great one, that you have some fun, and that you reignite the, the, the morale and excitement of, of working for your company. Just do it responsibly, do it professionally and do it entirely, meaning don't take shortcuts. Don't do one part of it. Don't say, you know, here's a policy and then forget to enforce it. So make sure that you really, you know, are a well-rounded um, party planner. And I don't, I'm not talking about the nachos or the pretzels or the dip. I'm talking about making sure that 
your staff, your employees understand what's expected of them uh, in all facets, and then that you enforce that. You inspect, review, and enforce that policy. So that's going to do it for today. Thank you all for tuning in and for submitting your questions. Uh, it's really, really uh, a, a great amount of, of fun for me to be able to answer these questions. And I've received so many positive comments lately, and it's really just kind of you know touched me, touched my heart. It's great to know that this information is valuable to you guys out there, and I want to thank you for all of your comments and compliments. Keep them coming. I love compliments and comments. Um, don't forget also that you need to subscribe to this podcast. That way you're notified of new shows, new episodes. You're not going to miss anything. Also, the YouTube channel, is it's got separate content from the podcast. So if you're a podcast listener or a regular subscriber, then head on over to YouTube and make sure you subscribe to the channel there too because there's different content there. And if you want one central location where you can find everything, then head on over to utlradio.com. There's links to all of our social media sites, all of our videos, all of our podcasts, uh, email information, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, it's there. So check that out. Don't forget to tell your friends, family, and colleagues about utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station. I'll see you next time.